listening to a One Pint Stand, a Minnesota craft beer podcast that tells the stories of craft beer in Minnesota and beyond. So kick back, relax, and grab a cold one. The show starts now. Hello, my name is Dan Bobian, and I write, produce, and host a One Pint Stand. I'm ecstatic that you are listening. This podcast has been a passion project of mine since 2016. This episode features my good friend, L. Rhodes, the head of sales for Denord Spirits in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Elle is well-versed in cocktails, and she's going to lead us through a primer on vodka. This will be the first of what I hope will turn into and evolve to a uh, continuation of different series of different spirits. Um, Cocktails are admittedly uh, kind of a blind spot for me, and I want to learn more, but I don't know where to start. So I figured Elle would be the perfect guide for that tour. Um, I'm sure that, you know, we're going to dive into all sorts of spirits, but uh, I thought for today, vodka is going to be the topic. Uh, We posted up on the patio at Moscow on the Hill in one of my favorite St. Paul neighborhoods, the Cathedral Hill area. Elle is a major force in her field and a good friend. She wears many hats in the beverage industry, including one of the founding members of Bring Change Collaborative, an an organization that I am happy to be a member of. Um, I'm sure we could just dedicate a whole show to that in the future, but today uh, we're going to talk about cocktails. So uh, let's head out to Moscow on the Hill at the patio in St. Paul for my conversation with Elle on a one-point stand. Cheers. All right, welcome to another episode, another on-location episode of A One Pint Stand. Uh, I'm Dan Bobian, and we are sitting here at Moscow on the Hill on a wonderful June day. We're getting a little bit of a break from the wildfire smoke, which the other day yeah. I thought I was on the set of a you know, post-apocalyptic sci-fi <laughs> movie. There was a big orange ball in the sky that looked like a giant cheese ball. It did. And I thought we were going to die. And I'm <laughs> I'm being joined by a good friend, Elle Rhodes. Elle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to do this. We've been talking about it for a while. So. Yeah, yeah. So normally I'm talking about beer mm-hmm. with somebody on the show. However, today... We're at Moscow on the Hill. Yeah. We're not going to be having beer. As nope. much as much as that pains me, beer, <laughs> as you know, is uh, one of the main ingredients in the summer of Dan. And um, But we're, we're, we're sprinkling be... some other stuff in. Exactly, yeah. which I'm really excited about. Now, <clears throat> i got to give you all the little background for why we wanted to have this conversation. I think it was at the uh, BCC meeting at the either the end of January or February when we went to Earl Giles. Yeah, it was Earl Giles. I don't remember the time frame. <laughs> Which Earl Giles is a very uh, uh, foliage-forward uh, distillery <laughs> in, <laughs> in northeast Min- Minneapolis. So they got drinks too, uh, but but yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of plants. It is intimidating how many plants they have in there, and I keep I looked around so much, wondering like, are these real? Are they fake? There's so much watering that has to happen in yeah. that place. Yeah, and we, we were, you know, I was kind of. Hemming and hawing. Usually when I walk into a distillery, I just cross my fingers and hope that they have an old fashioned because that's mm. what I know and that's what I like. Right. And they didn't. So I had to, I had to get the, I had to venture off into the realm of the yeah, unknown. unknown. Um, and it was, it was fun. It was good. I think I had, I wound up getting something that was like 
kind of like a citrusy vodka drink, mm-hmm. and it was good. Uh, but it occurred to me at that moment, um, as we were sitting there amidst the jungle of potted plants True. and uh, the delectable roasted potatoes with the cheese Ooh, sauce. Those were so oh good. my god! We got two plates of that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we sure did. <laughs> hey. We like our carbs. Yeah. Um, but it occurred to me that I'm like, we should do a podcast together and talk about uh, cocktails and spirits so that um, you can help me kind of overcome my fear. Yeah, because that's basically what you said. You're like, I don't know what to order. I don't know how to approach this. I'm like, I don't understand. You understand palate <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. on beer and everything else. So. Uh, yeah, we could definitely talk spirits. I was like, ooh, this will be so fun. We have so many spirits to I talk know, about. I know, I can't wait. So I think this will be, you know, every couple months we'll, we'll, we'll press pause on the on the beer the beer chat and kind of change lanes into the, the yeah. spirit chat as long as, you know, you're you're open to it. So I'm really, I'm really happy that you joined me today. Yeah. Um, so, Elle, you have been... In the beverage industry for how many years? Oh, I don't even count anymore because it's over ten. Okay. And at that point, I'm like, I don't, I don't want the context. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's been a long time. Uh, professionally, who? Three, six, nine, ten. Over oh, twelve. Wow. So ten years. Yeah. Been over ten. Over years. ten. Definitely over ten. Um, started out in a very casual way. Um, I tell this story and it. it it feels almost hilarious now to think about that it's been like the world has changed enough for this to feel weird when I say it. But like, remember when we would sit at a bar and like belly up at a bar and you'd see new tap handles and be just like, what is that? And so excited. Yeah. Remember how that oh, used yeah. to feel? Yep. And that's so far removed from what we get now. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that feels like a whole nother world. But my best friend and I, we would sit at like this bar, that bar, Pat's Tap and all those places, especially oh, like yeah. a good craft spot. Yep. And they would get, and at that point, Minnesota didn't even have really its own nat- like craft scene. Right. So you were still getting a lot of national craft. Yep. Um, and we'd see a new handle, and the list would be so exotic and exciting. And he would order some big, giant, hoppy, triple IPA thing. And I'd say, am I going to like that? And he'd say, definitely not. And I'd try it anyway <laughs> and absolutely hate it. Yeah. Um, because at that point, my palate was not at all ready for that. And I'd order a Belgian and be totally happy. And I remember thinking, like, why... It's the same ingredients, basically. Like, yeah. it's the same base. Why do I hate what you're drinking and yeah. love what I'm drinking? And that's what kind of started me down the path of craft beer, specifically. Okay. Uh, I decided to research and go to classes and do certifications and just, like, dive in as a casual level. And I already had some sort of sales background and other things professionally there, so when I really started getting invested, people were like, you know, you can sell this too. I was like, huh, (laughs) you're right. And that's kind of like where that venture began. That's awesome. Yeah. What was it back in the day? I mean, it's sad. A lot of my favorite uh, craft beer bars where I kind of went through that similar, like, Mm -hmm. uh aha, um, Kind of like had the, I always use the the allegory of the cave uh, from Plato, where like you've got the people in a cave looking at shadows uh-huh. on a on a cave wall, uh-huh. and they think life is great. 
until one of them leaves the cave and realizes that they were in a cave. Right. <laughs> well, and, and there's this whole world. I felt like going to beer bars back in the day was that type of experience. Mm-hmm. And it was so exciting. Right. There were so many different flavors. Like you say, the same yeah. four ingredients, mm-hmm. but like Vastly how different they, are, they can be manipulated and nuanced mm-hmm. to have one beer be like you're drinking hoppy sandpaper mm-hmm. and the next thing <laughs> like you're that. drinking like uh caramel um like toffee yeah with like a hint of like dark fruit and it's yeah. like how does it all work exactly um exactly but and i think about so bizarre some of those those beer bars that we all used to go to are they're not around anymore yeah i think about uh, the muddy pig yeah oh uh, loved muddy pig republic which is now i think a cactus store yeah. 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 Which is odd. And Republic, <laughs> the, yeah, they left, but that was a great big craft space. I think Pat's was always a great craft spot. Yeah. Um, where else did I go all the time? Uh, oddly, um, well, it's still there. The newsroom, they always had the, like a weird selection at the time. Okay. I don't think they do that as much anymore. Where Where is the newsroom? Right across from the local downtown on Nicollet. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay, I've never been there. Yeah. I should check oh, it out. Yeah. I, I like it's the local. It's an interesting spot, yeah. Um, and then what else? Like, even Old Chicago at the time, you know, had yeah. a giant beer list, and we were on that and did, you know, several world tours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, and they have, like, the plaques on the wall with people's names mm-hmm. who have done those. It's, yep. Yeah, it just seems that, like you said, that that experience and those, like, Giddiness of yeah, like you know when, trying something new. Remember when like a new like brand would all of a sudden be available here? Yes, and people would lose their shit. Yes, and like that was always lose exciting. Their minds. It was like, oh my gosh, we now have access to stone or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a big deal. Yeah, but so, yeah, so that feels very nostalgic. Yeah, because it, yeah. it is long gone. Yeah, and now you have now there's tap rooms. Yeah, and breweries. And yeah, it's, it's a whole different, whole different game. Yeah, and even that was a whole surge, right? Of mm-hmm. that, like having to go to the two hundred places that are open to try all their things. Yeah, and now it's just like, oh, now I can sit essentially at one spot and yeah. see all the things come through. I really have just like a handful where, yeah. like, if I get to pick, I'm going to these places. Right. Yeah. Um, which is not to say I don't love going out and exploring, but you know, yeah. amidst all that that beer kind of changing in culture Mm -hmm. bars have always kind of like been there yes and you know i think i used to thankfully i I, (laughs) yes thank god (laughs) especially especially now on a summer day it's nice to have moscow on the hill but i think uh bars are a different vibe Mm-hmm. Uh, from, a a, from a tap room yeah. or like a like a cocktail room, mm-hmm. um, and I, I kind of go back and forth on whether that's a vibe I like mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's a vibe I don't like. I think the nice thing about bars is that you have such a variety of different types of um, experiences. Yeah, you know, the you, vibes are different. You, everything you've got about the it, dive yeah. bars, yep. kind of the quiet little holes in the wall places. Right. Uh, you have the more uh, what I would say like chic and kind of places Upscale. to go to be seen. Yeah. Um, and then you've got ev- everything in between. The standards, yeah. And now, the place we're at, Moscow on the Hill, this has a, a very unique feel. Mm-hmm. I love to come here in the dead of winter. 
Ooh, and, yeah. and get like a, a table right by the window. Mm-hmm. So like half of you is kind of cold because it's a St. Paul oh, building not, with poor insulation. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you, you know, <laughs> yes, you just love it. it. I don't know. That's my, yeah. I like that. It's thin very, windows. Yeah. Thin windows, like watching people like, you know, yeah. get out of their Ubers and their, their fancy clothes and like try not to fall. Yeah. Cause we're right over, we're in a like, you know, a mix of a neighborhood over here. Mm-hmm. Cathedral Hill is, has some change happening. Yeah. Uh, it used to definitely be like a party spot at yep. one point. Yeah. And also, you know, high, very high end with W.A. Frost and everything. So it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting little corner. Well, and I love the, the coffee shop, Nina's. Mm-hmm. I go there all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Um, but this, this place has a new, unique uh, feel. Mm-hmm. And every time I come here, I always have a good time. I love their food. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, I'm, I'm watching uh, your daughter, Reese, eat uh, her beef plate stroganoff. of beef stroganoff. On it's June. June. What is 16th. it? June 16th. I, I guess it's not. It's I wouldn't not say it's hot, hot today. It's, it's like very comfortable out yeah. here. But yeah. Uh, but when she she's went like, for uh, a beef stroganoff. Blown. I'm Fall, like, winter what? meal. <laughs> that's, so, you know, that's my go-to when it's like negative 20. <laughs> yes. But that's fine. Everybody everybody gets Reese's to do what different. they do. Yeah. yeah. That's a very eclectic taste. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she seems happy. Yeah, that's, that's good. And they, they do their beef stroganoff. It's not like the beef stroganoff that, like, I grew up with. Like some would, weird yeah. creaminess. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like... It's, uh, It's got good texture. Yeah. Yeah. It looks hard to Well, they too. use like beef tenderloin, so. Yeah, that's How do you fancy. go wrong with that? It's yeah, fancy. this is not it's definitely not stroganoff. The, uh, the stroganoff I grew up with. So, yeah. you know, every time I've been here, I've, I've really gone, you know, full on into the food. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always had beer. I've never. I'm, Why do I've, you think that is? You know, I don't know. I, I think I associate vodka with uh, college. Okay. And the. The er- my early forays into like mixed drinks uh-huh. at like a house party, uh-huh. and it was always it was always you know, <laughs> I, looking back, I'm like yeah, there were some missteps along the way, but you a know couple. you know it, it should have been it should it should have started with the the idea that you know you get what you pay for mm-hmm. when you we very would much. go to um, well sometimes. Well, That's yeah, changed sometimes. now, but it used to be very reliable. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, you could get, uh, we we were value shoppers. Mm-hmm. If, uh, I lived on campus all four years and I was an RA for the last two to try to keep costs down. Right. But I had some friends who lived off campus in a house. I went to the University of St. Thomas and we go to Marshall Liquors and you could get like, you know, the, the 750 milliliter vodka in a glass bottle uh-huh. for maybe... Twenty twenty five dollars, right? Right. You know, maybe yeah. like absolute or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or you could go oh, with God. the uh, Karkoff one point seven five plastic jug of yes. disappointment for how for like much? Twelve ninety nine, wow. thirteen ninety nine, and you know, like okay, <laughs> split between three people, you right? Know, uh, maybe if I would have hung out with more uh, economics majors, uh-huh. I would have. Uh, understood a little bit more but <laughs> maybe i'm like well this is good because then we'll get change and we can grab some food on the way back and right so you know of course you get this uh i don't know high uh, quality cousin of turpentine and a jug yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to you know do mix some different things and and, and i feel like i did I don't you know. feel like you were 
mixing it well even? No. Okay. God, no. There were it's all sorts of, like, weird, you know, I think probably the standard was, like, uh, vodka and orange juice. Oh, yeah. Screwdrivers. Yeah. Or just, like, I would be putting it in Mountain Dew. Oh. I'd be doing, you know, it's just, like, That's... there was, there was, I had no idea <laughs> you had no what I was doing. no standard for what you should be you know, pouring into a um, glass. Yeah, it was, it was just not good. So, um, it, I think that's why long answer to your simple you question may not was like, ready. I don't know if I'm going to, and I was like, so they've got all these flavors. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is that going to be like? No, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with my <laughs> uh, Russian light and Russian dark the beers that they have on here, Yeah, which, you know, that, that to, for me, that's a known entity. Um, you essentially know what you're getting and getting into, you know, what to expect. Yep. Yeah. But I can like, understand that. You know, as I've, as I've grown older, like I, I know that cocktails have come a long way mm-hmm. and so now i'm kind of Cocktail like culture so yeah, yeah yeah and it's for me it's like i feel like i missed the train you know i've i feel like i've been constantly running after that bus to try to catch up have you been have you been trying i mean to catch up or are you just watching it go by i mean you saw my deer in the headlights moment at earl giles and i looked like, at you like what's going on trying to pretend <laughs> uh, can i get a menu that's uh <laughs> Written in the language also because I you said one of the things was that it describes the ing- or it lists the ingredients, but you don't know what those ingredients mean when right. you're looking at a cocktail. So yes. it could say this, 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 but you're like, I don't know what that equals. Yeah, when it's presented as a cocktail. And I also, and I know like, I shouldn't. I also feel like sometimes in that situation, I feel like I don't want to ask like nine million questions because, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, the 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 people working there, they've got all sorts of other things, especially that place you know somebody had to water all those plants and so i just <laughs> hopefully knew not the same person time that's pouring your drink. is money yeah so i think that that was like that's also a reason why i've always kind of been a little bit intimidated um i just yeah. think it's hard to to really figure out what you like uh in a, in a easy way whereas like beer when i was first mm-hmm. getting into beer i went to a beer festival right and you pay like I don't know thirty five forty bucks to mm-hmm. go taste uh, as many beers as you want right. for four hours, and you can kind of really that was really helpful for me to kind of mm-hmm. learn what I liked and what I didn't like. Right, that's um, that's valid. Whereas like if you the other day I was at um, Tattersall. Yeah, this is the first time I'd been there. Oh really? Um, and the Minnesota or Wisconsin? Uh, Minnesota one. Okay. The one I did a, a bunch of teachers. We did a uh, northeast uh, pub crawl oh, to wow. celebrate the end of another yes, successful I'm year. I'm sure that went well. And it was, Teachers <laughs> it was are very fun. good at that. Oh yeah, they're they turn into a bunch of gremlins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, yeah, you know, they get them out of the classroom. They're they're completely different. They people. are totally different um, people. But I had a Negroni, and then an old fashioned because mm-hmm. I always get an old fashioned traditional and, Negroni. And it was a good, yeah. Okay. And so here's What'd the thing: think? I really liked it. And I'm going to give uh, Rick and Paige credit. Mm-hmm. The other weekend, I went over there to pick up a rototiller that I had lent them uh, for their garden. Uh-huh. And they had been prepping for a private lunch. A dinner or something, yeah. And um, they had made a pitcher of Negroni. They're mm-hmm. like, do you want a Negroni? I'm like, eh, I don't know. I, no, you Because I'd had it, it before. Okay. And I don't think it was mixed right. Because uh-huh. it That's... was like way too bitter. So, like, too much Campari. Yeah. Okay. And so they're like, this, they're like, let us pour you, like, a little bit mm-hmm. and see if you like it. And I had it. I was like, wow, this yeah. is really good. Yeah. Because it had, like, a little bit of sweetness, mm-hmm. a little bit of bitterness, and just, like, was very kind of, like, um, I don't know if it w- is aromatic the way 
It can be the if, if they're using um, a because it it should it should have a lot of nose to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought There's it was a like a much better there. experience. Mm-hmm. But I, do you know what they used? Uh, well, Rick was adamant that you know you need to. A lot of people don't realize that vermouth needs to be kept fresh. Refrigerated. Like, a lot of yes. people just have it up on their shelf. It should not be and on then, your shelf. So if you have vermouth, if you're listening to this and you have vermouth, put it in the refrigerator right away. Yeah. So, it was it was fresh vermouth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They said it was a more of a botanical gin that they used, but mm-hmm. I can't remember what... Okay. Uh, type That's they a good had. start, though. And then, you know, Campari. Campari. And it's just equal or parts. Something. And so yeah. they said that's why it makes uh, good, um, you know, like a pre-made Balanced. cocktail. Because yeah. you can make it perfect. Um, so th- that's why I got the Negroni at Tattersall. And I really liked it. So I'm like, okay, you know, the first time I had a drink of this certain style, mm-hmm. um, I didn't like it. And then I'm like, well, does that mean that it's just I don't like that drink? Or then you throw in the uh, random variable of who mixed it. Right. And, or what they and used. And what kind. Because yeah. I make a coffee Negroni with our gin and our uh, coffee liqueur. And it's the only way I ever want to drink Negronis anymore. So, Ooh. yeah. So you use the I use coffee our, liqueur? Yep. Our prominence gin. Our okay. Frida's coffee liqueur. Still use the Campari, still use the vermouth. The ratios are a little different just because oh, I want okay. a little bit more of the sweetness of the coffee liqueur. Okay. But a little bitterness from the Campari still. So, But it's really good. I'll make you one. Okay. That's Super good. Nummy. You know, I have some of that uh, coffee liqueur because ah. I got third place at one of our tri- at trivia at one of our BCC meetings yes. a couple years ago. And so. have you opened it? No, not yet. <gasps> Dan. I... <sighs> It's been a long time since I gave you that. It was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Way too long for you to still have it and not have it open. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll remedy that. You give me the recipe and I'll I'll figure it out. And there's so many, like espresso and martinis are huge right now and you are underserving yourself right now. Yes. So that is, that is a thing. So this was, this was, you know, like when you, I tried a bunch of cocktails when I was down in Mexico last uh-huh. at it, and because it was all inclusive. Uh-huh. So I'm like, well, this, if Drink I don't everything. like it, I will. And and then I, that's that's when the that's when like the the curtain lifted, mm-hmm. and I saw you know the wizard behind the curtain. Right. I'm like, oh no, I I do like cocktails. Yeah. I just need to figure out which ones. Yeah. So like. Espresso martinis, mm-hmm. Aperol spritz. Oh, so yeah. that's what, that's what somebody said. Right too. Um, like, if you don't like Negronis, try an Aperol spritz. Right. It's not quite as bitter. Right. But still kind of along those lines of like a, a kind of a brighter, yeah. refreshing cocktail. And so like Amaro's and th- and Aperitivo's huge in Europe. Here, huge. Okay. So here we are. Yeah. Again. Oh, okay. Amaro. What uh, is that? <laughs> so, in basic terms, um, <laughs> like uh, the liqueurs that are bringing more bitterness and more herbalness or um, earthiness, and and specifically the bitters are very popular in Europe, Italy. That is a huge category and okay. widely known and often used here in America. We don't we haven't grabbed a hold of bitter, and I I keep saying I don't think we're ever going to really grab a hold of bitter like. It's popular everywhere else. Okay. But there are surges of a little bit of bitter here and there. Like Negroni, you're getting that Campari bitterness. Aperol Spritz, you're getting that bitterness from the Aperol. Um, And other things. So I keep saying, like, as long as we introduce it in a way that it is, you know, kind of changing that palette. Like IPAs. 
Yeah. IPAs. So you started out, a lot of people have just like, I cannot stand them. And by now, I think most people were like, who hated IPAs at the beginning are like, I can have an IPA without yeah. absolutely hating life. Yeah. <laughs> and, and feeling like my palate is burnt out. So it's just like conditioning your palate a little bit. Yeah. I think if we present it in a way like in a spritz or in a coffee Negroni that still involves that sweetness but gets you used to tasting that bitterness, yeah. we can change the palate direction of America. Okay. We can start a whole campaign. <laughs> I am here to present to you the bitterness category. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, and that falls under the umbrella of the Amaro? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in general. And what was the second one? Aperitivo? 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 Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. That's like, uh, now, is that like an aperitif, like something you'd have like after? You certainly meal? can. Okay. Um, it is used that way in other hey. cultures. <laughs> I'll take uh, yeah. cocktail lore for 400 yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's a whole category in its own that America is just not, it hasn't, it hasn't accepted really yet. Okay. But there are so many different things and categories that I think are becoming larger here. Okay. Give me so, an example. What, what are we, like, what are we um, talking? Let's see. Like the Negroni. Okay. Or um, like an Aperol Spritz. So that is having its ha- a resurgence of its a heyday. Almost every cocktail that has a like, ooh, this is huge right now, okay. has been popular at another time. So well, the, <laughs> an Aperol the Negroni is isn't that popular back. because of Stanley Tucci? He had a TV show where I he's making that's um, the only or reason. Okay, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that there are a lot of like classic quote unquote cocktails. Okay. That have a resurgence every now and then like a lot of people because I you know am in the industry so I go up into a bar and they're like everybody cares about an Aperol spritz all of a sudden they have no idea what it is but they're they've seen it somewhere they're excited to drink it it's fine Um, like the espresso martini is huge right now all over the country it's finally made it to the south and I think it's hilarious how they're like oh yeah we're big on it like yeah but you're two years behind but it's fine you're good um, but yeah, so, you know, different categories are finally seeing a resurgence or, or their own heyday, like, um, agave, the whole category of agave right oh, now, yeah. super huge. But where, when I fell in love with agave, nobody wanted to touch it. I, yeah. I was the only one drinking tequila at tequila that time. tequila is your spirit of yeah. choice. Yeah. 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 Tequila and mezcal for sure. Okay. Um, so Nobody was willing to, to venture that direction with me yeah. at that point. It was like, oh, I can't handle tequila. And I always said, you know what? Tequila is one of those spirits that needs to be respected just like you would whiskey. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were going to just shoot whiskey, it would treat you the same way. You need to approach nah. tequila. I wish somebody would have told me that when I turned 21 in Mexico City. Exactly. I did not treat the tequila it, it, with no, respect. Nobody treats and it tequila treated me, with respect. Uh, <laughs> poorly. It told you yeah, what it had to it tell you. It showed me who was boss. Yeah, exactly. It told you. Yeah. If you if you treat it like it's supposed to be treated, it'll treat you with respect back. If you buy a good product, yeah. it'll, it'll treat you back. Also, a misconception about a lot of spirits, but tequila specifically, is... Um, the quality or that it's all the same because some yeah. so many people have sworn off tequila but what they were shooting back then was grain neutral spirit with food coloring not actually good tequila okay and that's been a large issue i think for the agave category but because there are so many things available now people are willing to try it yeah and that's great that's that's what we want so do you think a lot of the um maybe i don't know what's the word uh, um 
not fear. I'm not. I'm not afraid I mean, there of is cocktails. Fear. There is. I'm sure fear. There, there's fear, but just maybe like um, lack of understanding uh, is because that you know, for so many of us in a certain like age group and era, the first inst you know the first uh, instances of of, of having those drinks were were so poor. Uh, and maybe yeah. we just like I think personally as as you're as we were talking about vodka and then you mentioned tequila mm -hmm. in my head I'm like oh there's a theme here <laughs> I was just asking for uh, give me a tequila popper or a tequila right. shot I, I didn't know anything about it and uh -huh. I I didn't feel like there was much to know right about it I didn't ask the bartender hey I've never had this before what, they, at what that can point, I have they might not have been able to well, tell you they would have yeah exactly they're, <laughs> they're like, like I just don't know, have this you know, put it in your they, mouth they blew a whistle and then you went down a slide <laughs> oh no, wow it's kind of a very strange yeah <laughs> kind of a weird weird situation <laughs> that's a big um, story so I, I think and this is this is putting the cart way before the horse but like i already think we need to do another episode on tequila oh because i have a we're, lot of questions we're working up to that for about sure. that um but do i think that a lot of people's hindrances relate to bad experiences yes i yeah, do okay. like most people especially when i'm doing tastings people are like oh i don't do straight vodka or, yeah. oh i don't drink gin the amount of people who have a very strong reaction yeah. to gin is kind of impressive because okay. I, I definitely wasn't in college or anybody, any other time just out there shooting gin but apparently a lot of people were doing something <laughs> crazy with gin. I didn't do gin. that. We, we stuck with the, <laughs> like, uh, the uh, plastic jug of, yeah. of, uh, of vodka. Karkov. Um, yeah. so, so when somebody comes up to you and says like oh I, I don't do that mm -hmm. what's your how do you how do you get them well, to like give it a second that? chance? Yeah. Um well, specifically when, like, I'm doing a tasting or walking somebody through our spirits, I, first of all, I'm right there with you on the gin. I didn't have the bad experience, but I, the concept that gin is a category that is consistent is a, is a misnomer. Um, there's so many different types of gin um, that they're not necessarily all going to taste the same. But I think most people just don't enjoy the thought of, you know, chewing or drinking the pine tree Christmas tree part yeah. of gin, and that's just one category or okay. one sector of it. So with our gin, it's very botanical forward, and it smells more like a garden than it does like Christmas tree. Okay. And so immediately disarms you when you're smelling it. And So that so sounds to me like it would be good in a Negroni. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it's, right. it's beautiful in a Negroni. Okay. Um, it's, it's floral, it's citrusy it just feels it smells amazing like our gin just okay. smells really great so i'm always like even if you don't try it just smell it and the amount of people who will smell it and then be like okay i have to try this now uh it's it's really high like okay. i honestly rarely if ever have anybody just decide no i'm not gonna try it at all they might still try it and say oh i still gin I'm like mm -hmm. well it is still gin <laughs> But it's different. And then I'm not an alchemist. I right. Like, eh. uh, but their willingness to say, okay, I might be able to deal with this gin. Okay. Or I don't hate that as much. Yeah. <laughs> there's those, those people. But there's also the people who are like, wait, kind of like me, of I really like that. And I'm like, guess what? You like gin now. Like, yeah. That's gin. And it's just not what you're expecting from gin. Yeah. So 
And do you feel like when when that moment happens, that, that that's got to feel pretty good? It does. You know? I was literally just in a meeting yesterday saying, like, our gin changes lives. Because, because people thought... You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it on does. a one-point stand. It, because you thought that you didn't like something as a whole entire category. And now you're like, wait, if there's even a little bit of a crack of an opening of you enjoying that, then yeah. that changes your ability to enjoy things. Yeah. 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 And kind of like you and, like, trying vodka and trying tequila and, and the... Even trying beers. Once you realize yeah. that you like something, then you can find other things that relate to that in the same way. Like you can find, okay, when I go to the liquor store, I can ask for a botanical gin. Yep. And they yeah. will give you this category. Yeah. And, and you'll be able to go that way. Yeah. So we're here today to try mm-hmm. to get me over my fear of vodka. vodka. So um, now we have uh, in front of us... Uh-huh. What five different we've vodkas. Got five different vodkas. Yeah, so we're at Moscow on the Hill, okay. which is, yeah. is known, obviously, for vodka. <laughs> because Moscow on the Hill is great. They have a, a large vodka selection, but they also have it categorized by where it's from. Yeah. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven sections of vodka. And then they have a good 15 to 20 different infusions that they do themselves. So there's quite the selection here. If you don't find something you like, I would be surprised. Yeah. Okay. So you've got beer, beer, beer blogger, beer podcaster over here. Yeah. uh, Who, you know, is is ready to dip his toe in the the lake here of uh, vodka. We're not dipping the toe in the vodka. No, that's not what we're doing. (laughs) We are. They'll throw us out. They already put me in the corner because I look sketchy when I rolled it. They're like, this guy. (laughs) Yeah, we got outlets all over here, but we're going to put you over there. Um, So which one are we going to start with? Okay, so I'm just going to run through what we got. And why do they all have uh, pickles with swords in them? Okay, so the swords are weapons. (laughs) I'm just kidding. They're plastic swords. Um, But a pickle, this is obviously a Russian bar. So um, it is just serving it to you in the traditional way that they would have. So the pickle is kind of the after chaser. It's kind of like the lime on your tequila shot. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're getting a little bit of that um, salinity after. Okay. All right. Um, So the ones I picked, we chose a Russian, which is the beluga. Um, for the American, I chose the Wheatley. Okay. I chose a Polish potato, it's Chopin. And then, um, we have two of the infusions from Moscow on the hill, which are the dill, garlic dill and the horseradish, which if you come here and people are like, let's do a shot. That's generally what you're going to get. You're going to get a horseradish vodka shot. Okay. That's what we're for sure leaving for last. That's what my wife likes. The she, horseradish? she likes the horseradish yeah, vodka. It's a good, yeah. it's good stuff. I'm like, it's okay, a lot of fun. I'll stick with my beer. Yeah, you have that. So and I'll drive. <laughs> I think we're gonna start. Okay. Most traditional with the Russian beluga. Okay. So that would be this one. Okay. I'm gonna leave it there. All right. And I'm gonna take the pickle out. Okay. All right. So, tasting notes first okay. of all. Yeah. Because we, for you and for the listener, yes. Um, when you, I'll give you that so you can dry yep. your hands if need be. When you taste something, obviously, if you're tasting a straight spirit, it's going to be vastly different than if you're tasting a cocktail. You know, right. you can just dive in with a cocktail, sip through the straw, drink whatever. It's mixed. It's got all those flavors. But if you're drinking a straight spirit, it's going to be a very different experience. So, um, most people aren't ready for just straight alcohol on their tongue. Most palates aren't aren't ready for that, and you know. 
no judgment. Hey, <laughs> but and if they are, if they are, that's whatever. cool too. <laughs> seek seek health in, <laughs> in your life a little bit, but um, have a pickle afterwards. That's yeah, all we ask. Do a pickle. Have some orange juice. I don't know. Other vitamins are necessary, uh, but you want to breathe. Take the tiniest bit of a sip because you want that kind of to wash your tongue so that it's kind of waking it up. Okay. It's going to, you know, feed all sorts of information to your receptors, most of them being, oh, my God, that's straight alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very little Good bit. Good morning. I'm awake. I'm awake. Yeah. <laughs> Even if all you have, like, for a tasting, you do, like, the smallest bit. It's like, I don't know, maybe a, a quarter of an ounce or a third okay. of an ounce. Yeah. So you're taking even that little bit just to wash your tongue. You're going to breathe, and then you're going to take that second sip. Okay. And these are sips. We are sipping today. Yeah. These are definitely shots that we have in front of us, but we are, are sipping them. <laughs> they are shots. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are staring sipping. down the barrel at uh, five, five shots five of shots. vodka. But we are sipping and them. One ten in to, the afternoon. To get our information. Uh, well, it is a Friday, so that we got Yay. that going for us. Summer of Dan. Yeah. Friday. Friday summer of Dan. Um. But so we're gonna sip them. Breathe, sip again. On that second sip is really where you're going to get most of your information. Okay. Um, you're going to get the notes and kind of more of the, the taste and the, and the textures of that taste. Okay. So just as a, a warning to everybody, that's how you should be tasting as opposed to just shooting it. Because you, you don't get any of the, the, the palate um, notes if you're just throwing it down your throat. Your right. tongue doesn't have a chance to experience yeah. that. Yeah. So... For the first one, we're going with the Russian, which is the Beluga. Okay. All right. Is that because it is uh, distilled from Wales, or is that a region? I don't believe okay. so. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know a whole Good. lot about so Russian So this would vodka, be a vegan be option if you're... <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Distilled from Wales. <laughs> All right. You never so know. The smell is very clean. I'll let you smell it. Okay. And I'll let you taste it first. And uh, Moscow has always been very generous with their shots, so they're to the top. Uh, so I'm not an expert here. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it reminds me the aroma of mm -hmm. uh, like kind of a like a sterile environment. Okay. All so right. yeah, like clean. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Here. Okay. We're gonna take a little sip. All right. Get enough for your tongue to get an information. Hmm. That was just the first sip. You got to take your other one. Oh, yeah. Got to do another one. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was just the wake up sip. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Hmm. Okay. It's. It's vodka. It's it um, very kind of, it's a little, look at, okay, the, so this this stuff doesn't burn like the 175 Kharkov mm. uh, did back mm -hmm. in the day. Um, it's more, yeah, it's very neutral. I don't know there's, I mean, I don't know what, I'm t maybe a little bit aromatic okay. uh, or like botanical, but like, I don't even know what. It's a very. I'm getting a little sweetness. Okay, yeah. On the front end, kind of um, not quite caramel, but like a very light sweet, like almost. Okay, like a like hint a, of vanilla, maybe. Yeah, hint okay. of vanilla. Um, it finishes bright. Yeah. 
Uh, there isn't. It a didn't whole lot. burn. Yeah, it doesn't have it, that. It didn't burn, which I was bracing yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could see it. I could see that you were doing that. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, "Where is the nearest fire blanket?" <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was the beluga. That's the Russian. Okay, yep. the Russian. And then we're going to go to the. Uh, should we go potato? We will go to potato. Uh, this is the Chopin so, one. Yes. So. And this is you said it was Polish. Yes, this okay. one is Polish, and it's a potato vodka, so it's going to be very different distillation. Um, well, not the whole process, but the ingredient. Okay. So, likely, the beluga was corn. Okay. Likely. I can look it up. Uh, so, there's another misnomer. I thought most vodka was potato vodka. There's several vodkas made from corn, several okay. vodkas made from um, potato. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, you can distill a lot of things. Okay. You can make apples. You can distill from apples. Um, okay. Yeah. So. All right. Um, this one is. Okay. This is Chopin a Chopin potato. They do make a rye, but I chose the potato because we would get a difference. This one smells like it might be a little stronger. <laughs> it's an old brand for sure. Oh. Oh, I like this better than the first one. Oh, do you? Yeah. Why? It it to me it doesn't have that. Uh, it's not as sterile. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, Is it softer? Yeah, it's softer. Okay. It's softer, not as not as jarring to the palate as the first one was. Mm-hmm. And I say that, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't bad. It was just a little sharper. Mm-hmm. This this has a little bit more rounded, some rounded edges. Right. Oh yeah, that's good. Okay. See, that's um, yeah, has. I now I wonder. I don't think this one is as bright on the nose. You do yeah. get a little bit more of that alcohol smell. Okay. From yeah. This one. I should have a a, a scale of like Stridex pads. <laughs> like, how many Stridex that. Uh, yeah, but it has more. It's just easier. That that's easier to really. The sip was easier for me. I don't know. Okay. So that, I get more of the presence of alcohol forward in that one. Okay. I should also maybe look up our ABVs so we know where we're really at here. Yeah, I guess that's a good question. Are all vodkas kind of in that forty percent ish range? I mean, they they should be, (laughs) but uh, there's probably a variation. Okay. Let's see. Beluga Vodka says it is. Hmm. Well, the first question is, why is it so expensive? (laughs) Uh, They source their malt wheat from Siberia. Oh. Fancy. Well, (laughs) I've never been to Siberia, but I know it's not an ideal, uh, it's not like a a huge, uh, it's not very fertile. Right. Very cold. Um, Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking. Well, one, I've never really looked at the price of a bottle of this, but it is not inexpensive. Yeah, this is, this is more your uh, celebratory vodka. Yeah. Um, I'll find it. But I think the potato, I'm definitely getting, like, more alcohol on it. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. 
Which is oh. interesting. That's, you know, I, and I wonder, because, yeah, that one just tasted just like a little bit more satisfying than the first one. Okay. Um, I wonder why that is satisfying in, a, in terms well, of Well, like no, not, not satisfying. Just kind of like had a rounder uh, feel, a texture. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were similar in, I guess the, the first one did have more brightness. And I guess maybe if you're, um, and I suppose would, it, would you just, if you were just sipping this straight, you just have it on, on ice or, or neat, um, um, would you put like a twist in there? I think this would make a really good martini. Okay. So you could yeah. do a twist. Yeah. Um, I think... Have you had a martini? Uh, I did once. A vodka or a gin? It was a vodka martini. Uh, olives. olives? Okay. So yeah. not twist. All right. Did you not enjoy it? I can't imagine that you did because really it's going to be so forward on the vodka. Yeah. I Everybody... I, I was at a like a thing... And everybody was getting martinis. I'm like, I guess I'll get a martini. Oh. And then I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a whole glass uh, of vodka to drink. My esophagus an, has third-degree burns now. Yeah. Yeah. So Beluga says it's 40. Um, martinis can be intimidating. Yeah. For sure. Especially if you're just going vodka martini, gin martini. Um, because it's essentially just the spirit. Yeah. Essentially. And just a little bit of something extra. Which... <laughs> And that's and that's why I think like to me it's just like maybe of comparing comparatively to all the other things that there are out there because I can drink like I really like uh, whiskey and bourbon mm-hmm. and all that stuff just like straight I can just like sip that and it just has for me maybe more flavor that I like I right. think I I probably tend towards maybe things that are a little bit uh, sweeter. Um, so like, you know, when I think of bourbon, there's always like that little essence You're of like more of that. caramel, burnt yeah, caramel brown sweetness. sugar, um, kind of those elements of it. Right. Um, so these are both 40%. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you know the difference between proof and pr- ABV? Proof is, um. Just in case we talk proof No, first. I don't. Yeah. Maybe okay. you want to so explain proof, that. You just divide it in half to make ABV. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. 80 proof. It's like percent by volume, essentially. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you're enjoying a one-pint stand. My aim is to help spread the word about craft beer. Enjoying craft beer is a passion of mine, and I love chatting about it with other people. A one-pint stand has a goal of helping breweries tell their stories. I love to get out in and beyond Minnesota to visit breweries, beer bars, and meet other interesting beer people. If you are also into those things, you probably want to keep tabs on the show. So go ahead and follow A One Pint Stand on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We would also appreciate any and all positive reviews on Spotify and iTunes to help make it easier for other craft beer listeners to find us. If you like reading about craft beer, I started my own blog, and all of my writing can be found at aonepintstand.com. After eight years of writing as editor-in-chief at Beer Pluma, it was time for me to start my own blog. So make sure you check out the blog for some interesting craft beer content of the written variety. I truly appreciate you listening and taking time to enjoy our stories. Now, back to the show. But these are both 40. 
I feel like I'm getting more alcohol presence on the front of the Chopin, but it does not also, it's still not like doing a burn mm-hmm. situation for me. Yeah. Um, it rounds out. I feel like it did pick up a little bit more of the pickle from the, oh, sure. from the yeah. garnish, um, at least in that first sip. Once we get down a little further, it probably okay. will clear out. But it was good. Okay, so we've good. done the Russian one, the Polish the one. The Polish one. And now we're going to do the American one. Okay. Which should be this first one. I'm going to take the first sip just because it has the yeah. pickle on it. Very neutral smell. Like, not sweet, not okay. um, high on the alcohol smell either. Hmm. All right. I mentioned... Well. You got to take the second sip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Oh yeah. So this has a little bit of uh, this has a little bit of not burn, but there's like I feel it kind of like on the back of my tongue a little bit. Okay. That was the first sip. Oh, okay. So now, now on the second sip, I get like a little bit like of citrus. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a little bit like of uh, kind of like orange. Okay. Like orange, citrusy orange. Like citrus, um, the fruit itself, or more kind of like rind? more like the rind. And the a peel, little bit. me yeah. too. Yeah, me too. Um, I also got a little bit more breadiness on the front. Okay. Of the palate, but relatively clean, not yeah. obtrusive by any means. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little. I mean, it it's it smelled pretty much like all the vodkas I remember. Yeah. <laughs> from back there, like oh yeah. Of the yeah. three that are not infused, which was your favorite? Honestly, I, it sounds weird. I think this one was my favorite. The last one? Yeah. Huh. Because of that c- citrusy note. Okay. All right. I want you to go back to the one that yeah, I thought you were going to I was going to say, I should try the potato. Beluga one again. Oh, or the, the Beluga, yeah. the first one. Oop. There you go. We can eat these pickles later. <laughs> yes, that's the best part. Really, I'm just a. I should be doing a pickle podcast because I just love pickles. This is a gateway to pickles. What do you think? Oh, see, now that I have things to compare this to, uh-huh. this is way better. It's way smoother. Uh huh. And it's. I like I I like now I like the sweet I'm picking up more sweetness the sweetness in this one. that we talked about yeah because the the second the uh, the Wheatley one was the last was, one was yeah the, the last Wheatley, one yeah. is not very sweet mm-hmm. it had more um, of that citrus rind which yeah. can bring some bitterness with it yeah see that's a lot better okay I'm gonna go back interesting yeah this one definitely still presents that sweetness yeah uh, which is the Beluga. I still get a like it almost. It's not caramel, but you know, like it's like mm-hmm. it's a smooth sweetness. It's not yeah. sugar, yeah, and it's not quite vanilla. It's something. It's like butterscotchy, but not sweet enough for that. Yeah, maybe like a little toffee-ish. Yeah, I would give you toffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so. that's one of the flavor elements that I really like about like uh, oh, yeah, brown you spirits. That. You mm-hmm. know, like with like bourbon and stuff. Um, 
Yeah, see, this this, this is very interesting. And this is, yeah, we're going back, going to, back to the Chopin. Chopin the potato. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I don't like it as much now. Okay. See, look at that. All right. That's so now crazy. Your, your palate matches See, mine this now. See, is, this is a nice way to do this, though. And mm -hmm. I think that there there's probably, I don't know, like when you're, Probably when you're out at a bar, you don't really have the time to really, really like. I don't see why delve not. In. This is um, what you do when you get like flights of beer. And yeah, things. that's it's true. The same thing. We're just doing vodka flight. Yeah, this is, yeah, because you really do pick up like the little, the subtle differences, the nuances. Because yeah. I think with vodka, maybe this is uh, maybe just an assumption, but um, you know, they aroma wise, they all present very similarly. Mm -hmm. So where, whereas like you could you could order three. West Coast IPAs. They mm -hmm. all aroma-wise present very differently. Mm -hmm. And so I think that maybe that is part of the thing, why you really need to taste them because mm -hmm. they are very different. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of what spirits are is palate as yeah. opposed to nose. Yeah. In general, at least within the category. Because okay. like vodkas generally will smell very similarly. Gins are different. That's a totally different thing. But like a lot of whiskeys might present the same, like, at least within the category, like, bourbons might yep. smell like bourbons, might smell yep. like bourbons, rye might smell like rye, might smell like rye. Um, and then, depending, well, I think tequila is a totally different category, but that's because that's what I spend a lot of time on in my own palate, so yeah. that's different, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is fun. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now, now that we've tasted those... Regular ones. Okay, we've set the base. Yeah, we've set, set base. We've calibrated our palates. Yeah. Um, I am going to have you try th the traditional um, Moscow shot because I don't want you to your your wife to come back at me like, you don't like the horseradish because you didn't <laughs> try it right. So um, not that that's what your life sounds like. I've never met her. So I, I would You know, know <laughs> your uh, voice of my wife sounds very <laughs> similar to the voice I do when I'm... <laughs> Oh, your wife. That's, she doesn't sound like either one of them, yeah, but I don't neither. know why they're like... People rah, do that. It's always yeah. like, it's so bad because that's like the, what we're doing to women, right? We make yeah. them high-pitched and screechy. Yeah. And that's awful. I, rep I am sorry about that one. No, it's, I'll it's, make her sound deep and sultry. Yeah, that's right. You didn't try it right. Uh, yeah, that's not... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, that's not it either. That's not it either. Well, back to the drawing board. All right. So this is the... This is the um, horseradish. Horseradish. Yeah. So this time, you smell it. <laughs> And then just, like, not shoot the whole thing because I want some. But, yeah. like, should have more of it than we've had of the others. Wow, this smells so good. Mm -hmm. And I don't usually like horseradish, yeah. personally. Uh, okay. You know, it presents its own flavors. But in this, it's delicious. I want to dip French fries in this. Mm, okay. That's what it smells like. It smells like a good, like, horseradish or, like, um, like have, like, a nice uh, piece of prime rib. Oh, now yeah. I'm in the mood for steak. Maybe that's why they do this. It's the uh, the, <laughs> the gateway steak. to the meat sweats. Yeah, that's their that's their bottom line. They do line. have good food here. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going in. All right. First horse tried a shot. He's drinking. Got a good sip of it. Oh. Wow. What do you think? That's good. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I like the the horseradish element. Uh, 
it, it gives it like this like savory thing, mm-hmm. and then there's like, like a little bit of spice. Salinity. Now I'm like this this aftertaste is like kind of like my my tongue is kind of buzzing mm-hmm. uh, from the from the horseradish. Yeah, which horseradish, I mean that's. That can pack a punch. Yeah. Horseradish is, that has a... wasabi, they're all out to get you. Yeah. One time I was at a restaurant and I ordered a poke bowl Mm -hmm. and I kind of mixed stuff up and took a big bite of what I thought was like a big chunk of uh, tuna and (laughs) avocado. Ah. What it was, was the entire thing of the wasabi wasabi. all in one bite. And I was like... Oh my God, did you die? It was, uh, (laughs) everyone's like, what's wrong? I'm like... (laughs) I would have immediately I run outside. I think I need some water. <laughs> uh, every everything was clearing out yeah. in, in a okay. crazy way. You know way. when you get a good chunk of wasabi and it's yeah. like the back of your brain <laughs> yes. starts to tingle and you yeah. don't even know how you I'm got like, there. I could probably do calculus right now. Somebody <laughs> like, give yeah. me a math assignment. Oh my gosh, eating that whole thing, I would literally have had to leave the room. Uh, people were genuinely concerned because I think my face was doing something it had never really done before. <laughs> Um, my br- part of my brain had melted, and then it went away. And I was yeah. like, "It's Whoa. like you clued into like, like some other realm. I feel like some multiverse. You know, like maybe the guy from the movie The Great Outdoors who had been struck by lightning sixty six <laughs> times. Yeah. I felt like that a little bit. Uh, yes, but it was just like you know. Yeah, I even, feel like if you eat enough wasabi, you could connect to other worlds. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is that is something. Okay. This, the horseradish uh, infused vodka uh-huh. here at Moscow on the Hill is delicious. It is. It really is. I could. Um, I was like, okay. When she was like, they come in shots. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about this. Yeah, <laughs> I thought good. people just get a get a cocktail, but like this, that's a good way to do it. That's yeah. a nice way to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. F- the kind of like the. Um, the aromatics of the horseradish really complement the vodka. Really well, I Great. thought. Yeah, that okay. was a, that was a win. I'm five out of five like stars okay. on well, that one. Now you and your wife have something to drink together. There we go. <laughs> We've only been searching for five <laughs> years. Like, yeah. what can we have together? Yeah. All right, garlic and dill. Okay. I feel like Let's see how I'm that just one goes. Love this. Oh, interesting. So this is not as aromatic as mm-hmm. I was expecting. Elle has a very quizzical look on her face. You know why? Are they mixed up? Yes, Did they we are. do them out of order? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> there it is. Had the garlic and dill first. Okay. This is the horseradish for sure. I was like, this is definitely horseradish. I was like, where? I was like, the first one smelled more garlicky. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. Yeah. Drink the rest of that. Okay. All at once, because it definitely presents more like that wasabi experience. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's they both good. drink like a meal. Yeah. Like in that you feel like you could definitely, you know, this is a thing that Russians well, do. You they know what? drink their shots. That's and they eat probably their meals why I said I wanted to dip my fries in it. Cause the garlic. garlic. The yeah. 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 Well, there's, enough, there's more of that still. I knew that we were saving that for you for a reason. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. So the horseradish, very forward. Oh, yeah. Now you totally get it. Yeah. Going back to it. This smells like those potatoes at Earl Giles. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to have to look and see if they have some garlicky potatoes here. They do. They they do have a potato thing here that is very good. Sauteed mushrooms with onion and fresh herb. Yum. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay, so now yep, we got that. The garlic. That's better. Yeah. So I think... Oh, yeah. Out of all of those things that we just tasted, so we did five different vodkas, and again, we're... Well, now that we've gone through all of them, we have to eat a pickle. Oh, yeah. Pickle so time. clear out your... There we go. Palette. Oh, yeah. And while you trench on your pickle, you can think. Ah. Pickle chasers. Mm-hmm. This could be a new... Yeah, it's like a baby dill. Yeah. Good. Nice and crunchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're here... This is uh this is a if you're like just tuning in now and you're like why are they why are they drinking vodka why are they eating pickles <laughs> it's because we have a spirit expert L Rhodes here expert on an episode of the One Pint Stand and we're at Moscow on the Hill uh, getting a, like a crash course in vodka mm-hmm. and so we just tasted through five different vodkas we did a uh, Russian vodka a Polish vodka an American vodka yep. and then we did two of the vodka infusions. The garlic dill and the horseradish. Yes. And they, were and they were all good. All good. Yes. I would say in, in the last, since we've been talking, I I feel like my opinion on vodka has totally changed. Yay. Um, it's, that was the point. This, this is what it took to kind of like bury the memories of the bad <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> tied bottle of Kharkov oh that, that I remember... Uh, I won't say fondly, more like infamously. The, the times were nostalgic. The yeah, experience the times itself, were nostalgic. Maybe not. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, but th- this is a, this is this is the way to drink vodka. Yeah. This is a nice a nice way. To At do least it. if you're trying to figure out what you like. Yeah. 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 I think obviously most people will be like, oh, vodka sodas and tonics and other things. Yeah. I mean, they're easy and approachable, but in order to know, like. I'm the type of person who's like, what do I like and why do I like it? Yeah, yeah. Um, as opposed to just, you know, give me whatever's in that bottle behind the rail and and go. This gives you more of a, okay, I have an outlook now. Yeah. I have an opinion. Yeah. So what is a good, uh, what is a good entry level vodka for somebody that doesn't, doesn't know much about it? Or is there, I mean, we talked price point earlier mm-hmm. and I think that definitely maybe... 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. there was a certain price point where it's like you didn't really want to venture if you didn't have to. Right. Um, is that still the case or is the are there is it like wine? I mean, you can go to a liquor store and get a very good tasting bottle of wine for $10. You right. can get one for $100. Yeah. Like, is yeah. that the same um, with vodka? Yes and no. I think because of how craft is now that and, and because craft is trying to compete with these giant makers and vodka is the most saturated category. Yeah. So it's the easiest to make money in, but it's the hardest to make money in because you, it's the one that you have the least amount of labor and effort into, but it is also the one that is hardest to compete because there's just so much vodka out there. Um, I think that you can find some really great approachable vodkas in craft and local um, I think that there are a lot of garbage uh, mass, you know, giant plastic handles out there. Oh, yeah. And um, there's some variants in between. I think that if you're going to go giant brand, I specifically have opinions about ones that I don't prefer. Yeah. Um, and there's ones that are a little bit smoother and present themselves better. Like, And I, I prefer a 
vodka that will present well in any situation. So okay. one that will be good. What do you good, mean by that? Uh, any situation, like if you're drinking it straight like we've okay. been doing versus um, martini, which does require still that like nice, clean, smooth, good flavor. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you're covering it with juice and soda and whatever else. Um, Mountain Dew. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a choice. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. Um, but I I think that there are definitely ways to uh, approach that still and get a good value. Okay. Um, it depends on your situation. I mean, we're not we're not presenting ourselves like we are in college right now. But right. Yeah. If we presently were in college, yeah, I would still lean toward. Probably a good craft because mm. that's going to give me a good flavor, hopefully, generally. Yeah. Um, it's going to let me be versatile with what I'm making it with and also stick generally around the price point I want to go. Yeah. Um, that would be my ideal. If I couldn't do that and I couldn't afford that, I would probably go... Hmm. I would go probably with like a higher, higher than rail, definitely, obviously, higher than rail and higher than entry point good. So I would probably still mid level. Okay. Um, something around a twenty to twenty five dollar bottle. Yeah. Of vodka. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I don't get hangover, so I'm a really weird thing. Like. I don't get the experiences that other people do, hangovers. and I'm sorry. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. That Not one, sorry. That's one heck of a superpower. I don't understand it. So yes. I'll tell you what. After I don't that, get it uh, either. Don't harass me. After that teacher pub crawl, <laughs> Mr. B had a hangover. I believe it. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Teachers, every time. Yeah. Every time. Dude, um, so I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um, do you do our younger people kind of? I, I just think like, gosh, if craft anything had been a, around when mm-hmm. I was in college. Right. I was in college from 97 to 01. Had those options been out there, I think my whole experience would have been different. I would Do have you? Had a, well, I don't know. I mean, I think um, I probably would have gone to cocktail rooms and at least been introduced to spirits, kind of just like you were saying. Uh, this is as a legal-aged college person. Yeah, so like as, a, tw- as a 21-year-old. Okay. Yeah, you know, and um, I think I would have had a better handle on just like what what these things could be at an yeah. earlier age. Yeah. Do you see um, the demographics of people buying craft spirits? Is it mostly older folks who are maybe a little bit more established in their careers with a little bit more uh, disposable income? Or do you find like a lot of like younger people in college are buying like like craft brands or decent brands. I, I'll say yeah, in, the, in that like thing. $25. Yeah. I feel like $20, $25 for a bottle is you're getting, like you said, something right. decent. I would say the people looking to like to care about what they're buying. That's a, yeah, that's is, a good way to phrase it. Is an entry late 20s, early 30s, depending on who you are. I would say securely in your early 30s. Yeah. Um, on up. Okay. Um, up from there, up until 60s, 70s, probably. Yeah. Um, 60s, for sure. I think, though, we are having a time period where NA spirits 
are having a a moment. Yeah. Um, you know, alcohol is a is in some ways trending down because mm-hmm. people are going to other things, whether it be RTDs, whether it be um, NA spirits overall, whether it be THC and CBD beverages. Yeah. That's like a whole category now that's new. So I well, think so many honestly, things are they, seismically shifting yeah, the landscape right the now. The youngest people. I think are really the ones leading the NA and the THC CBD category mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people, you know, are experiencing the, like, I don't want to drink, but I want to feel something sure. sort of situation. So um, I think spirit wise, we're really talking about like thirties, mid thirties okay. as an entry point. Interesting. Yeah. That's all very fascinating to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, right now, like if I were a young person, I'd maybe almost be. There's almost too much choice. Yeah, you know, I don't know where I'd go. Um, but I yeah, think I, I would still probably be about the same. Okay. I would probably, knowing me, I would st- I would still be very into agave, yeah. and really exploring that category. I'd probably, outside of that, maybe be into like NA or uh, like. RTD kind of category. I'm not presently, which is interesting that I say that, but I think that I really, because of what I do, I'm very into like making my own cocktails. Like today I made an infusion at home. I'm really excited about it. Oh yeah. Uh, some, tell me about this infusion. infusion. Okay. Uh, strawberries, blackberries, and some rosemary and mint from my garden. Okay. And I'm excited to see how that turns out. I'm going to strain it out and have it in bottle for the, for as long as it lasts, we'll see how it goes. Nice. Okay. <laughs> but I'm excited. It's the first infusion of the year. So I think I'm going to do that one. And I think I'm going to do a dill as well. Once my dill gets a little bigger. Okay. Uh, for the garden. Uh, I'm excited about that. So um, I don't think I'm going to throw pickles in there. I think that'll be a after, like a yeah. co- in cocktail situation. Yeah, maybe the pickle chaser with a sword yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... I enjoy the complexity of making cocktails sure. right now and, and how much you can do with it and how fun that is, like um, involving things that you might not traditionally think of, like okay. tea or um, other kinds of things that you have to like, simple syrups and things you have to make beforehand. And I don't think that a lot of younger people are thinking about the full ingredient list of cocktails. Okay. Um, kind of like just people in general, you know, even pandemic, people got into like, oh, what's this new thing and what can I do that's fun in my basement? Yeah. yeah. Um, but maybe not still into, oh, I'm going to make this simple syrup and then go from there from like base ingredient on up. Yeah. So let's say somebody is starting out. They want to have like a kind of like they want to mix cocktails. What are the what are the essential tools that you tools. need to be able to like? Just a base cocktail? Yeah. Like like three ingredients? Yeah. Ice in a glass? Okay. (laughs) That's it. That's uh, 98% of America is they're ready to jump in. You need your base spirit. Yeah. Uh, If you're making a two ingredient, it's it's generally just the base spirit and some sort of carbonated thing or a juice. Um, Generally carbonated. Um, If you're going three ingredient, it could be the base ingredient, simple syrup and the carbonation or... um, it could be a two-spirit thing with a simple. Mm-hmm. Um, like, even, the, like, classic cocktails are an entire category because they are exactly that. Yeah. Like, they're very simple to make, um, very few ingredients, and just go. So, 
those are the easiest entry point to making cocktails outside of that involving things like simple syrups and and other liqueurs and things like that is probably the next step up and then yeah. once you're making things with egg whites and and foam yeah then you're onto a different category different, altogether then we're you're kind of like straddling the line between cocktails and breakfast <laughs> yeah. it's like which is not a bad place to be right exactly so, We've, we've kind of done our baseline of vodka, but now I wonder, is it time to try a try cocktail? Try a cocktail? I think we should. They have uh, quite a variety of different things here, and I was I was trying to rack my brains about, like, you know, since we're trying to focus on vodka and we're at Moscow on the Hill, mm-hmm. you know, I think anything on here they have would be good. But um, when you think vodka summertime cocktail, what comes to mind? Ooh, uh, generally... Vodka lemonade or some variation. Yeah. It's like the most straightforward um, thing. Otherwise, I'd say a Moscow mule. Yeah. I think we so should I think we should order more. one of those. Yeah. And seems embrace appropriate. summertime. Embrace our environment. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna take a little break here. We're gonna order up some Moscow mules and we'll come back. You are listening to another episode of a one pint stand. Cheers. All right, we are back after now, you know, we did the first part of the show was all straight up vodka, different (laughs) iterations from different places in the world. Yeah. Maybe some were distilled from Wales. Maybe they weren't. I don't know. I'm going to do a deep dive. I'm a conspiracy theorist on that. Uh, We can research next time. Then we were racking our brains for what would be a really good vodka forward cocktail to enjoy on a patio on the 16th of June, when the weather is perfect mm-hmm. and there's no smoke burning our eyes, and it was decided that we would have a Moscow mule. And so we've got these, uh, I mean, swords must be a theme here. I don't I know if this are. used to be like a fencing institute, but <laughs> um, there's it's definitely... It's just a traditional way to spear your fruit. Yeah, and so Moscow mule is pretty much straight up vodka ginger beer and like a squeeze of lime yeah right that's pretty much it um it's one of those classic cocktails and it's uh now i was surprised that they didn't serve it in like a copper mug because every place i've ever had one has been in a copper mug have you been to a russian bar for a moscow mule no i haven't (laughs) so maybe the copper mug is just kitschy okay maybe that's it maybe it's a, a thing yeah i thought there was like something like does it keep it cooler for longer or is it just no, like trying to like sell more copper mugs um, i think copper mugs could be a thing uh i don't know i don't know if it's traditional to serve it that way okay i mean it All is right. traditional in america to serve it with that well, way well sure like, classic cocktail wise i'm not sure when the copper mug came about yeah so this is i mean i like i like ginger beer i like lime and now I like vodka more than I did an hour ago. So Yay. I feel like uh, this will be good. And this is like, I'm you know, kind of, you. is this a kind of like a, is it, this isn't a Collins glass. It's a short Collins. Short Collins glass. I would say glass. it's a Collins okay. glass more than anything else because it's pretty yeah. straight side. Yeah. It's just a shorter one. So, um, well, yeah, let's, let's cheers. Cheers. And enjoy to the Moscow Mule and Moscow on the summer. Hill. Oh, yeah. This is so good. Ooh, I could the drink, ginger beer is amazing. Yeah. I could just drink these all day long. And then I'd wind up in the gulag, 
you know, so uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> tread lightly. I mean, also, if you drink all of the shots. <laughs> yeah, that's not a daily occurrence. Yeah, the, um, the the tasting of straight spirits is something to be that we should have like a warning on. Please yeah. drink responsibly and well, have yeah. a sober driver. It's nice to split them with someone. Like when because mm-hmm. I, I asked about a flight, she's like, "Add yeah, six six shots of vodka." Like, yeah, oh, and there was a, a caramel one that I was little, not ready for. Yeah, I was just not yeah. there for that. And this is like very refreshing. I would imagine that if somebody was a little um, hesitant on vodka, this is a nice way to kind of enjoy vodka um, because it's it's very. I mean, you get more of the ginger, really. Mm-hmm. I think in this, but it's nice and refreshing. Which is kind of unfortunate. Like unless you're having a martini, usually vodka drinks are covering up the vodka yeah. altogether. Yeah. But you know that's something that you can work beyond when you're. When you know that you enjoy a vodka or enjoy the palate in a certain way, mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm going to have this be more spirit forward as opposed to addition forward. Yeah, that's interesting because it's, I don't feel that that's the case. That's certainly not the case. I mean, if you order, um, you know, if you're having like a, like an old fashioned, mm-hmm. there's like other things spirit in forward. there, but it, you still taste like the bourbon. Um, and then kind of like with this, it's it's like, you know, there's... I wonder if, like, vodka is just, because it's such a neutral spirit, unless it's mm-hmm. infused, it, it has a hard time playing on its, with others. Um, uh, if you really want to... vodka is probably one of the easier ones to play with. Well, right. But, like, I guess standing, like, differentiating itself mm-hmm. from other ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think generally when people choose vodka, they are doing it because they want the other ingredients to be present. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, you know... It took you a while to decide to like beer, or it took you yeah. a while to like a yeah. cocktail. Um, it's one of those, like, I can hide the alcohol in this yeah. very easily. It's the, it's that. It's a basis for a cocktail. It allows you to do a lot of different things with it, and you may or may not taste it depending on how they make it. Yeah. Like, I think one of my favorite drinks um, when I was, you know, young professional um, was... at. I have two two different ones. The first one is a very quintessential, like, yeah, beginning drinker thing. It was a Blackberry Mojito Martini at Chino Latino. <laughs> it tasted just like juice, and I loved it. And yeah. I would have so many of those. And the reason I loved it is because it was fruity and great, but you didn't really taste the alcohol. And then my next favorite was completely the opposite. It's a gimlet. Started out with vodka gimlets. Oh, yeah. I worked at an investment firm, and old men love gimlets. And, you know, when we would all go out together, they're like, here, I'll buy you a gimlet. I'm like, okay. So that one's generally more spirit forward, although people can add way too many, way too much Rose's Lime and make it way too sweet, which I do not prefer. Okay, because that's literally just like vodka. Vodka and Rose's Lime juice. Yeah, and real limes, hopefully. Um, So my standard order, if I'm just like, I don't know what you make well, I'm going to go vodka gimlet. Yeah. Very little lime juice, real limes. Yeah. Um, and if you're at a VFW or an American Legion, those guys that have been through war really know how to make a good gimlet, I'm telling you. Okay. So always order a gimlet. That's good to know. But it's a juxtaposition in my life of like when I used to like only things that tasted like they didn't have alcohol to now being like, I prefer to know what's in there. I want to f- taste the spirit forwardness right. of it. So. I think vodka is traditionally treated as one of those, like, it's just a backbone. I don't want you to taste it kind mm-hmm. of spirits. Yeah. But 
And, and maybe that's why it has such a, a wide appeal mm-hmm. to so many people. Um, you know, so speaking of cocktail, we, earlier in our conversation, we were talking about, you know, nostalgic craft beer bars that we really enjoyed. Yeah. Where are some places that people can go to? My, my other big thing about, like, spirits is that some of the cocktail rooms really do price out a lot of people. That's true. And so, like, are there, does a place exist where, like, somebody can go, go there, uh, have two or three cocktails, have them be good cocktails and not feel like they have to, like, take out a second mortgage on their house? Or is it, is that just, like, the rules of the game where, like, you're going to... You shouldn't have to. Yeah. But cocktails, you know, are more expensive than right. beer. Like, yep. labor yeah. uh, cost and all that stuff. So, um, uh, I mean, you're not going to get out of a place without spending 10 to $12 on a cocktail. Yeah. You can't get a $4 cocktail. Right. So, unless all you're doing is, like, a vodka soda at some dive bar. Yeah. So... Um, I feel like ten to twelve dollars. That's reasonable. Fourteen yeah. is reasonable. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of places. That yeah. You can still where are go some of your favorite uh, go-to's? Where like you might point someone, hey, if you want to go out and have a really nice cocktail experience, here's a place where they would have um, a variety of different uh, options yeah. and price points for whatever you're looking for. Ooh, I don't know about the price point part, but I usually try to like, if, if somebody is looking for a cocktail, I want to point them in a direction of something that's going to be memorable and fun. It's yeah. to just a standard. So like cobble downtown Minneapolis, if you haven't been there, okay. black owned bar, um, niche spot. They're doing a lot of really fun things. Um, I wish they would carry any local spirits, but oh. it's all right. Uh, I still enjoy it. Uh, they're doing Where is like that? some fun, inventive things. Okay, so you know Monte Carlo? Yeah. It's behind there in the alley. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's just painted black. It's got a gold eye painted on it. And okay. that's all it's Cobble, like as in like cobblestone? C-O-B-B-L-E. Okay, yeah. Yeah, if you Google it, it's there. Okay. But um, that's a really great one. I love that spot. Okay. Um, lots of fun. Um I'm getting to travel more, so, like, I could point out some in Atlanta that I really like. Um, let's see. What else do I really like here? Cocktail bars. Cocktail b- I mean, also, like, the standard restaurants, like the Red Cow Red Rabbits, are doing mm-hmm. really good things with their cocktail okay. menus. You've got some really fun things, and they will change things up seasonally. Um, I'm trying to think of St. Paul. I was just somewhere the other day, and I was like, oh, I really like this spot. Where was that? I don't know. Um, but if you do want to try 8 billion martinis, Bennett's on West 7th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have a billion martinis on their menu. Interesting. Um, I've only been there for the fish fry and then the summit on tap. I've never gotten oh, a cocktail there. Yeah. The giant uh, martini okay. list. Okay. Uh, oh, Meteor. That's a good place. Oh, Meteor is I always a place. good spot. Yeah. Also really great for agave spirits mezcal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That one's good. Um, Spoon and Sable. Uh, Jesse's doing a good job with their cocktail program. Um, oh. Yeah, they just got nominated for like a major award. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I heard it on the radio. Yeah. 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 So it's a good time. Yeah, there's so, there's so many good things. I mean, for a while it was like, you know, brewery, brewery, brewery. And mm-hmm. now it's like there's, there's a lot of distilleries popping up. Yeah. Distilleries, um, cocktail rooms. 
which is fun. I don't know. I want to get to more of them. I, mm-hmm. I kind of like, okay, I'm ready at first. I was like, I don't know. Well, I've got some good ideas for the next one. So okay. we'll, we'll try out some other things and see yeah. what we can get. I think it was like, you know, you travel around, you go to a couple places, and you realize it's, oh, there's like a lot of good stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, the only ones I've been to in the immediate area, like, you know, the Twin Cities, um, Eleven Wells, Tattersall, Norseman, mm-hmm. um, Earl Giles. Brother Justice. Brother Justice. Yep. Those are, I think that's it for me. Um, Where else? Yeah, that's. Lawless. um, I've never been to Lawless. Oh, yeah. You would probably like it. Uh, Flying Dutchman down in like Eden Prairie. Um, That one's good. Um, So, yeah, there's, there's a lot to explore. I don't know. I think it's just. I think we're just like in such a fun age. Like there's so many different things. So, um, well, this has been a lot of fun. Elle, I want to thank you so much for taking time. Thank you for having me. um, I'm excited. To talk. And, you know, this is, I think this is just going to be a recurring thing. We, We hit vodka hard today. Metaphorically. And literally, um, <laughs> but there will be more. There will be more. We will do um, tequila, <laughs> gin. <laughs> uh, Maybe we can do some rum. Rum That'd would be, be fun. Yeah. yeah, that would yeah. be a good one. And then, um, you know, as certain distilleries locally have been around for a while. Now there's more brown spirits coming out. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to maybe delve into local whiskeys. We could do and Irish we can whiskey. them against ones who have been around bourbon, forever, too. You know, the, yeah. the world could be our oyster there's with this. whole trail. Yeah. So yeah. Um, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. You are a wonderful person to chat with, whether oh, it's uh, whether we're talking about cocktails or whatever, because you're so fun to oh, be around, nice. but also your expertise uh, is invaluable. You keep throwing and that word around. All seven of my listeners are just going <laughs> to love what they hear. Um, and Charles is one of them. <laughs> He's going to, I hope he has his. and boomy he the will, whole time. He will I have his it. legal pad taking copious notes. Uh, he always likes to joke around. He's like, yeah, I'm one of your seven listeners. So really, <laughs> I got to meet yeah. the other six. But mm-hmm. um, thank you so much for your time. And again, the, I want to thank uh, Moscow on the Hill for, for providing us this uh, wonderful uh, corner spot in the patio mm-hmm. it's very comfortable this benches are nice this patio i need to come here more often i've never this is my first time being out on the patio oh yeah usually i only come here in the dead of winter no, it's but now reese has summer. showed me that uh you know um you can have uh heavy eastern european food <laughs> in the any month of the year Get your stroganoff. Uh, yeah, get your stroganoff on here and uh, <laughs> enjoy it, whether it's winter or summer. So thank you so much. Uh, this has been another uh, on-location episode of a one-pint stand where we did a deep dive into spirits and vodka. Cheers. Cheers. Heavens to Betsy. If you're like me, you just learned a metric butt-ton about vodka and spirits Wow, that was tremendous. Of all the things that Elle does well, and there are many, her ability to make concepts and information accessible is one of the things that allows her to bring people into the cocktail conversation. I wish every bartender knew how to engage with such kindness, wit, and fun like Elle does. Um, I cannot thank her enough uh, for taking time to sit down and chat. I had a blast 
It was so fun picking her brain and uh, going through the tasting process uh, because it's not the same as beer. There's a lot of different things um, that I learned, and hopefully you learned as well uh, as you listened. Of course, this is just the beginning of our series on cocktails and spirits. I believe the next one will be of the agave-inspired variety. Thank tequila and mex and mezcal, um, and that'll be coming out later. Later down the road, you know, Elle is very busy. She is jet setting. She is selling spirits. She is directing sales for Denord. Uh, but you know, anytime I can sit down with her and have a fun chat about. Uh, beverages is is always uh, just time well spent. So thank you so much, Al. With that, we are at the end of another episode of A One Pint Stand, a Minnesota craft beer podcast, or in this case, uh, for the episode, a cocktail podcast, where the pants stay on, but the caps come off. Cheers. Which is the beluga. Okay. All right. Is that because it is uh, distilled from Wales, or is that a region? I don't believe okay. so. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know a whole Good. lot about. So Russia this would be a vegan honest. option if you're. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Distilled from Wales. <laughs> <laughs>